You're listening to the Amateur Outdoors Podcast, where we talk about everything outdoors. To be clear, we are not professionals by any means. We are truly amateurs to the outdoors, but love every part of the outdoors. Sit back and relax as we talk about some stories and encounters we have experienced in our lifetime. If you like what you hear, don't be afraid to follow us on Spotify. I'm your co-host, Zach Stickler, and your other co-host is Ryan Pummel. Now let's jump right in. Welcome, amateur outdoorsmen. How's it going? Ryan. How's it going, guys? Oh, man. Shit's been going good, man. Dude. I'm still a little... I'm feeling it from last night a little bit. Yeah? You got Feel a long, long night? Hmm? Long, long night on the uh, on the lake at the cabin, man. Sure was. Um, for those of you that don't know, my name is Zach Stickler. I'm your co-host. Uh... I'm young, 22 years old. I got one year left of college left. I have one year of college left. And, uh, yeah. The fifth year coming up. Fifth year, man. Uh, Track and field athlete. I throw shot put. That's what I do. Ryan, got some more more records to break. Yeah. I'm I'm Ryan Pommel. Um, I graduated uh, from Northwood. Zach and I were roommates. Freshman year of college. And, um just huge into bow hunting been doing it since middle school just figuring out as you go yeah i just love it love the outdoors love fishing all of it and we're excited to talk about it with you guys we're gonna fucking yeah. learn a lot and get after that's it. a that's a plan with this podcast is to um like uh i mean we're not experts we're amateurs and uh we're just here to grow with each other and with our uh, listeners. Um, yeah, the more we talk about stuff and the more we listen yep. to other stuff, the more we get to know. Um, better, better, better we get as podcasters, the better we get as outdoorsmen. And yeah, I think a good reason you guys learn um, something too. I think the reason this po- one of the, that this podcast would be good is because um, a lot of outdoors podcasts are pretty serious. Um, and which there's nothing wrong with that. Like these are very knowledgeable people that are on these podcasts, but I I mean, they're they're professionals, man. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a good idea to add some humor, um, some spice to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, bring it, bring it to your average amateur outdoors. I mean, there's a lot of just average amateur hunters, anglers, it's all that. And I think this is a great idea. So we're excited but to get yeah. this thing going. Well, it is currently August 7th, 2022. August 7th. Podcast um, episode number one. This is episode one. Hunting season is just around the corner. And Ryan... In about two months. Yeah. Less than two well, months now. What are you doing to prepare 
for this upcoming season and what are you trying to accomplish and what are your goals? Is there something yep. in particular that you're trying to do differently this year than last year? Yeah. So for the past few years, I've had the opportunity to hunt on family property downstate, just north of Ohio the past few years. And I've had the opportunity to get a few good bucks there. And I've really gotten to learn how the deer move in certain areas, um, whether it's in the morning or at night, where they're kind of going, um, where they feed at, where they're bedded down. And I actually just moved up to Traverse City. And I got a saddle last year, a saddle um, tree stand. And I'm really looking forward to this year because I'm hunting on public land and I've never done that before in my life. So it's a whole, whole new oh, beast. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were going to try a uh, public land. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's why. That's perfect with the saddle. That's, that's perfect. You get the saddle and climbing for, sticks. For those listening, um, we are based in Michigan, the great state of Michigan. The Mitten State, Great Lakes State, that's where we are from. So, um, there's LB. not, uh, whitetail hunting is not the best in Michigan, as you know, but you gotta, you, you gotta get, or take what you can get, you know? Yep. And that, that's in part because Michigan's one of the most densely hunted states Yeah, in the country. I think it's us in Pennsylvania have the most hunters per like square mile or something. And actually, a lot of people, if you listen to, if you listen to Meteor podcasts, like Stephen Ranella, he he grew up in Michigan, or whatever, yep. and uh, he hates he can't sit in a tree now. He hates it. That's not as just. He just thinks it's boring to sit in a tree. Yep. Obviously, when you live in Montana, the hunting's gonna be a little more exciting. You don't have to sit in a tree to go out and do what you need to do. But here in Michigan, of, it's not like you can just go out and stalk a white-tailed deer. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. I mean, you, can, you just can't. Like the hunting public guys. If you um, shout out if you them, own like sixteen hundred acres, then yeah. But yeah, if you're sneaking around if, public land, trying to just move every like twenty minutes, like yeah. Just crawling around trying to find bucks, and you can do it, but it's not not it's ideal. definitely not not ideal. Yeah, not, not ideal, in Michigan. That's for sure. Basically, the way to do it is just to grow food plots and uh, just pinpoint the deer on your property. It's kind of yep. kind of the way to do it. Um, Look at sat maps. See where they might be bad. Onyx, Onyx is a lifesaver. Onyx, Onyx is, is great. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I have a I have a lot less experience than Ryan in the bow hunting scene. My first year bow hunting was last year. Got my first compound bow. I wasn't exposed to hunting in the outdoors growing up. So when I shot my first buck. It was like the best feeling ever, like ever, dude. It's, and I've, I've it been one of I have been hooked to everything outdoors since that moment. And I, it, I'm 
pretty confident to say that that moment kind of like changed my life a little bit because I, right now, like I'm huge into hunting and fishing. I love fishing. Like it's just a ton of fun. Dude, you've been getting into it. Yeah. I've learned a ton this year. Like I've, I've learned apps. I've learned so much. Yeah. So I've caught more fish this summer than I've ever caught my entire life. Um, I've just learned a lot more and actually have been able to apply what I've learned out on the lake, out on the water. Yep. So each year I'm excited to learn more and more. Yeah. Um, But what I'm doing um, this upcoming hunting season is I just ordered me some new lighter hunting clothes from First Light. Um, So because I only had heavy duty like cold gear so like it was really difficult early mid-season to hunt because i was just sweating like last fall oh my gosh we had such a hot and sweaty fall like in the 70s it was hot it was warm and i i just had warm stuff man and it was kind of miserable um what sucks was i think i only saw one small six point no i saw like a four super young buck i saw like two bucks last season um really disappointing season for me because it sucked because you were getting you were getting good trail cam pictures of bucks too. i was getting pictures man but every time like, it i wasn't, sat in every time i sat in that night yeah, I was getting daylight pictures, man. Yeah. Every time I sat in one spot, they'd show up somewhere else, and it was pretty frustrating because I haven't figured out their pattern. I've been hunting th- this property for two years now, and I don't know. I don't know what their pattern is. This property is pretty wicked, man. It is. I mean, you've been it's, there. It's got that the the cattle. Um, fields you got cattle in there so you got to get through all those fields and then you're getting into woods yeah. and some of those stands are way back in there so you got to find a way to not jump yep. deer you got to find ways to sneak back there and then it's a such well, a far uh, walk that you gotta get all sweaty and early on, on paper on paper it's the perfect hunting property yep on paper it, it, it is a, nice there's a ravine nice. that runs through the middle of it <laughs> And at the bottom of this ravine, there's a creek. So there's water, there's cover, everything that these deer need to grow big. Tons of oak trees. Yep. Um, every, Tons and, of farm and there's land. a land. And on neighboring properties, there's even a bigger part of the river that flows into this creek. Um, so, like, ideally, it's what they need to get big. And I just haven't yep. figured out what they're doing, where they're moving. The only time I can get them to move better or under, not even like it's just during the rut, but I'm trying to figure them out during bow season because I want to have successful bow season, you know? Yep. So it's tough. It's tough, man. I think it's really important to um, figure out the pattern for your hunting property like what they're doing. What do they do in the morning? What are they obviously midday they're going to be laying down. Yep. And during the evening 
where where do they come from? Where do they come out at? Because obviously they come out to eat, do whatever. Yep. Um, and I just haven't figured that out yet. So, yeah, dude, to expand on the frustration that you can have when you're getting out to your stand, whether it's kicking up deer, um, downstate on that private property that I hunt. Um, I think it was like two years ago now, but I would take the same trail every time to get back to the stand, right? And there's this little ridge with CRP down the bottom, this flat. Yeah. And there's this like patch of patch of trees right there. And one weekend I kicked the same ten pointer out of its bed with a doe three times. Yep. On a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, in a row. I kicked, I kicked that I kicked that thing up so many times. And it's so frustrating because it's it's like it's he's right there. You just see him right there. Yeah. All you and see I've is that kicked, white tail. I've going kicked up. up deer, but when I go out, I can't see. So I don't know what I'm kicking up. But yep. and you just hope that it's not what you're trying to shoot. Just just not a massive buck. Yeah, you just hope, man. You just, just hope. snorting and stomping and blowing. But I mean, you. I've gotten out there before where I when I finally sit down in the tree stand like not even it's like a minute and a half two minutes later there's deer already right in front of me yeah but i can't see what's going on i've I've had where in the morning um i've gotten better at like really slowing down and taking your time to get out there so you're making less noise you're just giving yourself a better chance of not kicking out the deer because where I hunt, they're bedded down probably 50 yards away from my, where my tree is. Yeah. And I've had it where I have, I've snuck up into my tree and there's a deer. I can hear him walking around like yeah. 15 yards away. And I, it takes you 30 minutes to get up in your tree because you're just trying to not to exactly. make any sudden noises or movements to scare them out of there. But Yeah. That's pro- that's probably one of my favorite parts of hunting is being just stealthy, just working on getting out to your tree stand as quietly as possible. Because I mean, people get excited. It's like I want to go shoot oh, a yeah. doe or a buck. Like you want to get out there, you want to get in your tree super quick for sure. But just it's it's easy to forget, like. The you can easily scare away. Yep. Yeah. That excitement can. It's easy to get excited and forget just everything you've kind of learned. Um. How about let's uh, go into detail about your best buck to date. Best buck to um, date. Um. All right. The your wicked spotted one, man. Let's go into detail. And, uh... Let's start. Um. Let's start. On that morning, that, that morning, morning, you shot him in the morning, right? Yep. So I shot him at I think it was like around eight thirty, the yeah. first time. So let's yeah, so let's go into that story and go into detail of how you landed this buck, okay. which was a super nice. What was what did score one thirty eight? One thirty eight at Jay's. They yeah. got they got the fancy tape measure out and anyone else would just say it's a one forty. 
if you literally ask anyone, they're like, oh, dude, that's a 140. But, yep. um, yeah, I kind of go into detail on that morning, that hunt. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that that season was crazy. But um, that morning, you know, going out to this, I call it the money spot because that's where I shot all my bucks out of Yeah, that same tree stand. And so get out there. It's a great crisp morning. I mean, the sunrise is awesome. It's nice and cool. No wind, like dead wind, nothing. And so as soon as sun breaks, you see a couple doe coming out to the field edge, walking up and down, just feeding. I'm just kind of sitting there like, okay, this is a pretty good start, right? And then I look over my left shoulder and there is this massive 10-pointer just moseying along, eating these acorns. Yep. And what caught my eye was he was so light. Like his hide was so light. But then you see the fawn spots on this thing and automatically just start shaking like yeah, a little for, girl. Just shaking. For the, for the listeners, this buck... um still has all of its white spots like in a line like a fawn does but this was like a imagine very... a fawn like a grown fawn with a big old rack on it yeah very like, mature baby. very mature buck but it was spotted it was pretty much, like a fawn it was like bambi on trt dude yeah exactly just juiced up so um so if anyone I mean, knows yeah what that's called because none, we don't know. We've tried. Yes. Ryan's tried finding out in Facebook groups and whatnot. He can't find out. Yep. I've done research on it. I've reached out to DNR. I mean, it's probably just a genetic anomaly. But if you do, if any like wildlife biologists out there, um, hit our email at the what is it? The outdoor amateur yeah, amateurs live at gmail.com. Yeah, send it. Send it there because that would be. It'd be cool to know like what exactly it was, but like this thing, this year's just following the script. Like you couldn't, you couldn't imagine a better scenario than this. I mean, a, a 140 buck coming across, I mean, he was probably 10 yards away from me when I shot him. And the funny thing is when I shot him, he made like one quick, like jump. Yeah. Like just a quick one, one quick move. And then he like stopped. And he looked around. I can see this hole, like in his chest. Right. And there's just a little bit, little bit of blood trickling out of it. So I'm just like, "What is going on here?" Because this deer just keeps on doing what he was doing. He was eating acorns. He fed all the way from the field edge into the field, and he's just like slowly dripping. And I'm waiting for him to like fall. Because sometimes you get them in the heart or something, and they just yeah. really don't react that much. And this deer ended up coming all the way back around me. He's walking straight towards me, straight towards my tree. And then he turns around and starts walking straight away from me. So at this point, I'm like, this deer is going to live, most likely. Because there's no way I'm going to find him the way he's acting. Because he's just moseying along. Right. So I sent I sent an arrow. He was cording away from me. 
super heavy. And that second arrow went into his hip and it came out his rib cage. Yeah. When we, when, when we ended up finding them. But all I heard at that time was just a big, big old smack. And he takes off. And mind you, there's a creek like where he's running. There's a creek that runs right through. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't hear him cross the creek. So I was like, hmm. At this point, I'm shaking. I'm calling. I called you. I called our buddy uh, Andy Hooven in. Like, yeah. Just calling people left and right. <clears throat> so excited. And I get down and I just try to find first blood. But I end up, end up getting like mix, mix matched with the different blood trails. Oh, no. Like the way. first one. I, I got on the first one. And then somehow I got on the second one. So I'm like doing circles. Yep. Trying to figure out where the steer went. So by then it had been like an hour. So I'm just like, I really just want to check the creek. Right. Because mm-hmm. he didn't, I didn't hear anything. So maybe he's bedded down right by the creek. So I take a breath. I go get my, uh, my cousin that lives on the farm to help track it. And we're just trying to find that blood trail, but we can't find anything. So I, then I go down to the Creek and this buck, I got probably three yards away from it, right, right by the river edge. And this thing pops up and just takes off. Just sprint sprints out of there. So at this point I'm like, this deer could be two miles away by the time it goes down. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't know at that time where I'd hit it, like what's going on. All I see is this big pile of blood where he was bedded down. So my cousin and I get out of there, give him like four hours and then we get right back on the blood trail again and we can't find any blood. So we just kind of head towards the direction he's going we kind of split up. We're kind of walking in the same direction, probably 50 yards apart. And all I hear is, hey, hey, Ryan, he's over here. And he was just piled up. Like he probably, he only went 80 more yards and he just piled up right there. Yeah. And I can't tell you how excited I was to get that deer just from all the, dude, that was a wild ride. Like, I've never had a hunting experience. Just a lot of ups and downs, yeah. I mean, hitting them twice with the bow, kicking them up, giving them time, and then we had to we had to throw them in the in the river to get them back to the truck because he was so far away from yeah from where I hit him. But it it was a great a great experience. I mean, I got the uh, the shoulder mount in my apartment and you can see the fawn spots on his shoulder. Yep. And it's a shame his hide went, it rotted out, um, at the taxidermist. But I tell you what, man, there's nothing quite like some, I've never had another experience like that. And it's yeah. just, it's amazing. It's a yeah. once in a lifetime thing. No, for sure. I can, I can almost guarantee you probably never, shoot or see another buck like that Mm-mm. if i were a button man I, I don't 
unless he had kids on the farm. Yeah, he has some babies yeah. running out around out there, but the likelihood of that is is low. But holy smokes, dude! It's yeah. like an axe steer. Yeah, awesome story, man. <clears throat> yeah, but um, so uh, what about what about your first your first uh, rifle? Rifle two years block, ago, eh, bud? yeah, two years two years ago. That's how new I am eh, to all this. Um, but I just love it, and I'm trying to soak in every year as much as possible. Yep. Um, man. So my first hunting season, man, I didn't know, I didn't know shit. Like I legitimately, you're, did you're not just ready. Know you're just excited, excited. I was just, I just wanted to go out and see some deer. Yep. It was my first year, the first opportunity that I had to actually go out and go hunting. And um, at the time, I was using my first time out. I was using. 30 out six um and it wasn't mine it wasn't my gun i didn't have a gun um cammy's dad generously let me use it for this hunt yep and uh, i just remember if i i just remember if i saw an eight pointer no matter how big it was i was going down because that's my first buck you know i'm not looking to you gotta start somewhere you know and uh, I was with my girlfriend, Cammy at the time on our first hunt. And I just remember it was during, definitely during the run, rut because it's rifle season. Um, also, I remember we're sitting in the, we call it the tater shack, hunting blind. The tater shack. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, we just hear a bunch of crashing in the <laughs> woods. And, you know, that ravines, we're sitting on the edge of this field, but that ravines, like, it drops off quick. So you can't see back there. We just hear a bunch yep. of crashing. We're like. Oh my God, what's going on? All of a sudden, just like we see a doe just sprint taking off and we get all excited. You know, we're like, Oh my God. All of a sudden this, um, decent, it was like a decent eight pointer, but, uh, I knew I was shooting as soon as I saw it. Cause he yep. was sprinting. And all of a sudden he stopped. I'm like, he's just getting, he's just trying to get this doe. He couldn't chase. He, I don't know. I don't know why he stopped. I didn't make a noise or anything. But he just stopped in his tracks, and he's sitting. He's sitting about hundred yards away, which is like the perfect ideal area you want to be shooting for a white-tailed rifle season, you know. And um, yep. Now remember, I'm using a thirty-odd six that is not mine. I didn't sight it in. Bullseye is sighted in at two hundred yards, and it's at a hundred yards. And I didn't take this into account. So very rookie mistake. I didn't aim low because it's sighted at 200 yards and he's sitting at 100. So I yep. just I aim where I, you know, I aim kill shot, which is normally pretty easy at 100 yards. And I shot high, really high, but I didn't know it at the time. Um, but he, I, I knocked him over. Like he literally, bop. Like he just fell over, and at the time I thought I got him. Like I, I just, <laughs> I look over at my girlfriend Cammy, give her a high five, like super pumped, like smoke them. All of a sudden I look back them. over, he gets up and takes off, just <sighs> takes off, and my heart just sank, dude. I was just like, how stupid are you to not just put another one in the chamber, re rack? Yep. Like why? Why didn't I do it? Like, 
And I was super new at the time. I didn't know. Yep. And, it's it comes with and we try with I'm, experience, and man. I'm super impatient. I just wanted to go out and track this buck, man. And yep. um, so we waited 30 minutes. Um, obviously not long enough because when you get a buck that pops back up, he's it's going to take some time. 30 minutes is not enough. Yep. Kimmy and I go out and tried, you know, blood trail, whatnot. I knew exactly where he ran in. So I'm following, we're following the blood trail. It's not a good blood trail. We're finding bits and pieces. And uh, we get, it's about, we're about 15 minutes in following. All of a sudden we see something and it gets up and runs. And it was my, it was that eight pointer. Never saw him again after that. Actually, was it just like later drops of blood like every yeah. yeah, yeah, I think I just shot him in the dead zone, man, that one small area in between the spine, but um, right above the shoulder blade and yep. spine area right there, I think I yep. shot him there, and that's why he fell over. He actually ended up showing up on our camera not too long after, and he was the one you could tell he had a wound in that area. Yep. And at the time, I was very upset because how could I miss? But then I remembered that the gun sighted at 200 yards. I'm not used to that. I'm used to yep. 100 yards bullseye. That's how I like to hunt. Now, if I go out west or something, that's going to be different. This gun was sighted for. A little bit. This gun was sighted for not just your average whitetail hunting, I don't think. I mean, it's not my rifle. I didn't sight it. Yep. Week goes by, I end up buying my own rifle because I didn't, I just did not want that to happen again. I did not want to make yep. the same mistake. So I bought myself a bare bones Savage 270. It was 500 bucks, dude. Like, great deal. It's really, I mean, you can't yep. get like, it's just a bolt action 270 Woodstock. Honestly, it's a good looking gun, but, um, so I buy it, and uh, we're later in the rifle season now. I've been sitting out almost every day since shooting that buck and not getting him. And one morning I go out. It's a perfect morning. It really was. It was cold, yep. not much wind, sunny, like the perfect morning. And I remember, I think it was, yeah, it was 9.30. And I was like, dang, I'm not, gonna, I'm not seeing anything this morning. You know how you get that, like you just yep. frustrated, discouraged. Ain't- um, I'm not gonna see anything. Like I didn't see a single doe, no box, just not didn't hear anything. And I'm telling you, dude, I don't know why this lined up so perfectly. But after I remember I texted Cammy and someone else saying I haven't seen anything, I don't know if I will. I lean forward in my chair and look to my right. And I just see a body, like a, a body of a deer. And I get all excited. I'm like, oh, what's that? That's the first thing I've seen all morning. Yep. I don't even have binoculars at this time. I don't have anything. I'm using my gun scope. So I put up my gun. You just squint. I look through. What is that? What, what is that? Yeah. Thing? Yeah. I look through, and I see it's an even bigger eight-pointer than the one I shot yep. at. Like, way bigger. It's actually pretty nice for Pretty nice eight pointer. And I just start freaking out. I'm like, oh my God. 
get my rangefinder out. Range find it two hundred and forty two yards. That's a that's a ways. For a two seventy dude, that was a poke. Anyways, it's two hundred and forty two yards away. So I'm like, oh my god. So I'm like, you know, you're getting a million thoughts in your head. And um I remember I had my earbuds in and I think I someone was te- Cammy, my girlfriend was texting me. And for some reason my earbuds was reading out the text. And I was just like, just throwing my earbuds out, freaking out, you know. I'm just like, get the stop fucking texting me. <laughs> and um, so I I zoom in or not zoom in. I look through my scope, and um, I just gotta control my breath, like you know, like I'm not. If I don't shoot this buck right yep. now, I don't think I, I don't know if I'll have another opportunity. Yep. So he and dude, he's broadside. It was like perfect. I just had to wait for him to pass one more tree because he was like walking slowly. I had to wait for him to pass a tree. So he's walking and then he starts quartering away from me. Yep. And I'm like, no, don't do this. I was like, in my head, I'm like, please don't start walking away. Please don't. Then all because he he started quartering away and then he stopped. So I had no clue what he was going to do. And all of a sudden, he just takes a step right back towards me. Just one step. And then he's... Yeah. And he's more broadside than anything. Like, he's kind of quartering away, but it's like a good shot. And I was like, all right, this is it. Zoom in. Or I don't know why I keep saying that, but... I'm aiming. Zooming in, man. Yeah, dude. And I'm like, okay, I know I need to shoot pretty high. But I know I... I knew where I needed to shoot this time. I knew my gun was sighted at 100 yards. I knew I needed to aim high. Control my breathing. Pull the trigger. And being as inexperienced as I was, don't know where I hit him. I mean, it's kind of far away, so it's kind of hard to tell where or if you hit him. You know? And at the time, I was like, I just knew he took off. I just knew he took off. Um, Yep. I know he did jump a little bit, but it's just like, if I hit him, if I shoot under him, did I scare him? Don't know. Um, did you do that little leg kick? Yeah. But yeah, that's I'm in, good. That's a good thing. Yeah, I know. At the time, I didn't, like, I just didn't know. Um, it's like, what is he doing? Exactly. And so, I see him take off to the east, and I have no, yep. clue. I have no clue. And I just know about 150, 200 yards that way. Is a property line and from where I shot him. So, or from where he was standing to the east, there's like a property line. So I didn't know if he's going to jump over or whatnot. So I wait like 30 minutes because I, I felt confident that, cause I kept playing it, replaying it through my head. Like you kind of do. And I was like, yep. I had to have hit him. Like there's no way I didn't hit him. And so I started feeling more confident and my girlfriend Cammy and her dad come out. We were looking. Well, before they came out, I'm looking at where I shot him. And I'm freaking out. I can't find blood. Like, no blood. Yep. And it was thrown. I was just so mad at myself for a little bit. I was worried. I was just like, how is there no blood? I, like, I felt yep. confident that I hit him. Then you're running scenarios in your yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I'm not going to find the deer. I'm not oh, find my him. God. Like, what am I going to do? Yep. My girlfriend Cammy comes out. And, like, it wasn't even, like, two minutes. 
she walks out. We're walking. You know, we can't find blood. All of a sudden, she looks up. She's like, is that it over there? And I look, and I just see a dead buck, bro. And I was <laughs> so happy. I have never been so happy in my entire life. I, I sprinted over to this thing. So much excitement and relief knowing that that yeah, I was like, I done. finally, I was like, it's I finally done. did it. Cause I dude, this was in 2020. So like COVID was going on. I had all the time in the world to yep. sit out. So I was sitting out every morning and, um, it was great, man. I, uh, confirmed kill. He only ran like 50 yards. He was dead. And, um, done. when we got him and everything found out, double lunged him and nicked his heart. So he was just like, there was just no way he was making it out alive out of that one. So it was just a great first kill, man. 242 yep. yards, like, that's a poke for a 270. I was very proud of myself for how I handled it. You got that, that I, redemption back, I man. really redeemed myself after. And looking back at it, I'm thankful I didn't kill that first buck. I am thankful. Yep. Because if I would have killed him, then I wouldn't have had the opportunity to kill this nicer one. I guarantee I would have saw him. I guarantee <laughs> Yep. So I was thankful that I didn't kill him, that he was alive and healthy. Um, it's just kind of cool how it all worked out. Yep. So. Things work themselves out, man. Yeah, that's how it works. But, um, yeah, and I've been hooked ever since. Best feeling ever. I'm looking forward. Last year during bow season, I was super picky. Um, I'm I yep. shouldn't have been, I should have been, you know, I should have shot it. You got my first bow kill, you know? And, um, yep. This year I'm going in with the mentality during for bow season. Um, just take what you can get. If you got a nice doe yep. in front of you, shoot it. Like just shoot it. Yep. If you have the tag for it, why not get the experience? Just break, break the ice with the dough. Exactly. And just like the first couple weeks of October. Exactly. Just, just get it done. And, um, Yep. So that's my mentality going into this early mid bow season. If I see a doe, she's going down. You know. Yep. So that's kind of in the freezer. And if a if a nice buck walks by, awesome. But like I'm going in the mentality, like I'm excited because I know I'm going to shoot a doe. Maybe. Yep. Yeah, I just know I'm going to get two buck tags, doe tag. Um, get some meat in my freezer. Cause it's been two years since I've shot a buck, but, um, need to stock up. I do need to stock up. I ran out. So, yeah, but yeah, dude. Um, now I have a, I have a funnier story about this last year. Last year was so such a frustrating hunting season. Um, I knew about this one sketchy spot, spot where a climber was in a tree. It was an old climber. Someone left. Yep. I was like, I want to hunt that spot. So you get you know, like the screw in foot pegs, we get those, put them in the tree because that's the only way up this tree. So we get him in, me and my girlfriend, and my girlfriend leaves, and uh, I'm climbing up this tree. I get about ten feet up, and I eat shit. I fell right out of the tree, big thud right on my side. Scared, probably scared every <laughs> deer within a couple hundred yards away from me. Maybe more. I don't know. Oh, God. And at this point, I was just super pissed off because I fell out of a tree. Like, you dumbass. How'd you fall out of a tree? And, um, yeah, so it was just, like, super frustrating. But then I was upset. 
And then, uh, yeah, it's just, I ended Dude, up. That sucks. I've fallen out of my tree too, but with my bow. Yeah. I, like I fell on my bow. I my bow fell with me. So honestly, my sights uh, could be messed up. Don't really know. But um, yeah, I was yeah. so pissed off. I ended up actually getting up this tree, and then I look over in my quiver. I have one arrow left, and I look down, and the rest of my arrows are sitting on the ground. So I almost got up without any arrows. And then I get up there, it's so sketchy, I can barely move. And I'm trying to, I'm like, I can't even shoot out of here if I want to. I'm going to fall out of this thing. So yep. I only see like two does. And then I have to call my girlfriend to help me get down because the way I got up, I cannot get down. That was my funny story of the freaking year. Dude, that's frustrating, dude. But, um, dude, that, right after I fell fell out of that tree, that's when I missed that uh that 10-pointer that yeah. I had on film. It's not I fun, man. On falling out of the tree but but that, that's what comes with it man yeah that's true and um we got some excited things coming up um yep we got we booked a nice fishing trip here in the next couple weeks about two weeks Old out fletcher's pond bud fletcher pond yep. here up in northern michigan we're taking ryan's john boat ryan just got a new trolling motor 45 45 pounds of thrust yep it's gonna be a good time we booked a lodge there's bar, restaurant, like it's gonna be a great time. Gonna catch a bunch of fish. Good fishing. We're gonna go out early. Oh yeah. Get out late. You know how it goes. Yep. It's gonna be more kind of late summer fishing. Yep. Mid late summer. Doing some doing some. It's top not water. a very deep lake, so I'm guessing there's gonna be some good yep. fish. Um, good vegetation. Lots yep. of cover. Full so, of logs. Some musky in there. Maybe get a. Maybe get into some muskie, some pike. Yeah, along the way, for sure. But, but yeah, man, I think that almost does it for this episode, though. Um, I think by the next that's time, that's almost a wrap. By the next time we have another episode, I think it'll either be right before we take our trip, or right yep. after. Not exactly sure when we're gonna do or, that, or or it might be might be during during the trip. We Maybe could do it during good service out there. Yeah, who knows? Um. So, if you guys, if you listeners like what you hear, make sure you follow us on Spotify. Yep. Um, Ryan, tell your friends, tell your amateur, amateur outdoorsmen. This, yeah, this friends is amateurs, to, uh, man. We're just amateurs. Yep. As you heard these stories, we're amateurs. Hell. Yep. Um, if you if you have any stories or any any tips, any good. It, Positive stories, funny stories, whatever you got. Uh, don't don't be shy to send them our way. Send us an email send at the amateur outdoors live at gmail.com. Um, if you know what Ryan's buck that he shot was all spotted like a fawn, if you know what that's called, let us know. If you have a great story, funny, sad, uh, awesome, we don't care. We'll laugh about it. We'll cry about it. We'll talk about it. doesn't matter. Yep. We'll get it done. Um, but that about does it. For the amateur outdoors. So it does. Until, episode one. Episode one is in the books. Until next time, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um peace out. Thanks, guys.